Good afternoon. It's time for Victoria Arts. I'm your host, George Matthews. My extra special guest today is Alejandro Hernandez Valdez, the music director for the Victoria Bach Festival. Good afternoon, Alejandro. Good afternoon, George. Happy to be here with you. <laughs> and it's been a year since the, since the last time we spoke, but when we spoke last year, we had a kind of a virtual concerts coming up. This year, we're going to be live again. Yes, I can wait. It's been, it feels like it's been such a long time, and, and we're all hungry for, for live music, for sure. For, you know, I think it points out how important the audience is to performers. The fact that uh, we've, um, all the performers I talk to say, I have missed that emotional connection with, our, with the audience, that it, was, it has been so important all of these years, and now it was gone for a bit. So every- yeah, I would say it's be it's beyond important. It's essential. You know, it's 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 really what makes a concert experience work. Uh, that is why it's still it's still something that people do. You know, I mean, people could just easily just buy CDs and just listen in their in the comfort of their homes. But it's having that uh, circular interaction, this this give and take between between audience and performance that makes it so so special. It is a wonderful, wonderful feeling when the audience gasps or maybe even almost hums along with the rest of the, with the orchestra that's roaring uh, to their favorite tunes. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the thing that happens that is very unique to concerts is that it's, it's, it's off the moment. Whatever is happening, it's never, you can never reproduce it the same way. It'll, it'll, it'll be in a recording, Right. Uh, and you do such wonderful recordings for us. But that moment, at that particular time, with that particular intensity and atmosphere, is never reproducible. And that's why I think, again, it, having that uh, symbiosis between the, the audience and the performers is so essential. Now, we have a kind of a wonderful year of maybe absence, but we would want to get back to the performers, but we've got to be following some special guidelines. What extra special things have you done uh, in putting together this year's festival, but taking into account uh, this past year? Well, it, it has been a, a really, really um, thoughtful, uh, difficult process with lots of adjustments, lots of conversations, conversations with the staff, with the board, with musicians, to see what would be best. It hasn't been just me. I mean, obviously, I've, I've made some decisions that are important, but it's, it's, it's always a conversation with everybody else that leads me to make, make those decisions. Uh, same with Nina, I think. Uh, um, she makes those decisions excuse me, based on a lot of communications and back and forth. Um, it, obviously, we have made changes based on what the CDC says and what the, the trajectory of the pandemic has been. And these changes have to be made, make, uh, excuse me, have to be made every, every few months because of the nature of the pandemic uh, being so capricious, right? We never, we never knew exactly where, where things were going to land by the time we had the festival. Um, so we originally, you know, when we're planning festival uh, way in advance, we, we thought of something bigger, of course, with voices and strings and winds and the usual, right? Um, but as you know, as things got more tired, we thought, well, let's cut back and let's let's do reduced ensembles, um, but not singing because the CDC was not advising to have singers 
for performances, live performances. Um, it, but let's go with winds and strings. Um, and then, you know, things didn't get better. Um, so we decided to just be safe, um, keep everybody healthy, and still make wonderful music. So the solution was to put a program together that would not include uh, performers that uh, we have to blow on their instruments or sing. Um, we thought that was the safest approach. And based on that, we created the most meaningful uh, programming that we could. Um, and I think we came up with something something really uh, wonderful. So I think nothing is lost, except that we're going to meet some of the friends that we normally normally get to see. But, uh, you know, the, the future is... is it's all open for us now that uh, hopefully the pandemic is is starting to subside um, and you'll see some of these people return in the future. And to that end, you're conducting two uh, concerts for this one. Let's talk about the first concert, the Summer Serenade, which is going to be on Thursday evening, uh, June the 10th. Tell me how uh, you arrived at the pieces that you're going to be uh, presenting that night. Yeah, uh, when we decided that uh, the, the larger ensemble concerts would have to be strings, I thought about, okay, let's find something that will uh, connect them um, or elements that will tie them together. Two of the most, um, uh, the greatest works for, for string orchestra are the Dvorak Serenade for Strings and the Tchaikovsky Serenade for Strings. Um, the Tchaikovsky was written later, a few years after the Dvorak, also inspired by Dvorak. Um, and the Dvorak is going to be featured on that Thursday concert. Uh, it's, the final pro- it's the final piece of a program, the, the, basically the, the, the main dish. Um, and then, you know, um, in conversations with, with uh, a wonderful concertmaster, Stephen Redfield, uh, we decided to, to have something that everybody would enjoy, performers, audience, uh, you know, and nothing, nothing, uh, no composer does that better than Mozart. We, we thought, and and uh, we decided to go with with two pieces by Mozart, one for each program, uh, one the Divertiment of in D major, and the other one the the famous Eine kleine Nachtmusik, uh, the Serenade in G major. So for the Thursday program, we're going to be hearing uh, the Divertiment, which is a piece that Mozart wrote when he was a teenager. He was 16, and he's full of enthusiasm and and youthfulness and, and a beautiful spirit uh, of an extremely talented, uh, well, a genius, really. Um, and, and it is really a delight to hear this piece. And then um, I thought we would open with something a little bit more somber for each program because, uh, let's face it, the pandemic has been deeply traumatic for so many people and we've all suffered uh, through this time, either we lost people or, or either, either through the pandemic directly or indirectly, or even when we lost people indirectly of the pandemic, we lost them during a time that, that has been very, very difficult. Um, so I, I thought of starting with, with, again, with a piece that, that had a little bit of an elegy type of uh, feeling. Um, so on the Thursday concert, we're going to be presenting uh, the, the, the beloved uh, Adagio for Strings by Samuel Barber. And on the other program, I have a piece by George Walker, a wonderful uh, black composer who passed uh, away recently. This is uh, such an unusual time for us. Uh, most of us were not alive during the uh, pandemic in the, in the teens uh, so uh, of the last century. Uh, and yet, uh, we've, it's all become just too real. And 
it's wonderful that the or that the that music that can bind us together um, is coming back to us in the Bach Festival this year. I, there's I, there's nothing like music to heal. I think George. Uh, it's it's wonderful to hear from you again. Uh, looking forward to the the Thursday night concert, and uh, I think we'll be be in the audience, making sure we applaud everything and, and get to feel the orchestra and give our emotions back. Thank you so much. It's going to be a great time. Thank you, George. <laughs>